We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, February the 12th, 2020. On today's show, I break down tonight's game at Colonial Life Arena as South Carolina welcomes the Georgia Bulldogs to Columbia, South Carolina. I'll break down the top storylines, players to watch for, keys to the game, give my prediction, and much, much more. Also, we've got a little midweek recap with South Carolina baseball. The Gamecocks pull out a one-run win. They bounce back from the weekend series loss to Northwestern, beating North Florida Tuesday night at Founders Park. Six to five. I'll give my thoughts, break down pitching, hitting defense, and look ahead to what lies ahead for this Gamecocks baseball team as South Carolina Clemson go down this weekend. Before we get into everything, this is a podcast sent to you by our friends over at Newground Hard Nitro Lattes. Guys, you heard me talk a lot. Newground, love these guys, love the brand, love the people, love the company. The drink, though, the drink is absolutely amazing, guys. If you're a big coffee drinker like me, you're going to love this. They have two flavors cafe latte and chai latte which only have five percent alcohol so it's enough to enjoy casually but also guys if you're at the tailgate you're trying to turn up have a good time you're with friends family whatever doesn't matter the occasion it's the perfect drink for it they taste absolutely amazing and there's also a reason for that they're made with real coffee and tea natural flavors real sugar they're gmo free guys everyone that i've let try these i'm not even kidding everyone that has tried these has been i think honestly surprised at how good they taste because they taste that good. You can really tell the difference between something that's processed and, you know, man-made versus something that is natural, has natural flavors. This new ground product falls into that category. It tastes so good. You're going to love it. They also have naturally occurring caffeine and the cafe latte flavor. Or if you're more of a decaf person, you want the caffeine free, you can go with the chai latte option. You can find the drinks all over the Southeast from South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, Florida, in any stores like Harris Teeter, Publix, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, Food Lion, guys, they're everywhere. If you cannot find it, be sure to ask because they are taking over. If you want to learn more, be sure to check them out at drinknewground.com and follow them on social media at drinknewground. Again, that's Newground Hard Nitro Lattes imported from Holland. Be sure to check them out, drinknewground.com and follow them on social media at drinknewground. All right, let's get it. It is game day. Welcome. Wednesday edition of the Spurs Up Show. Everybody's having a fantastic Wednesday, a fantastic hump day. Whether you're on the road, your morning commute, you're in the office, 
you're sitting out chilling, waiting for the South Carolina basketball game, whatever you're doing. Hope everybody's having a great Wednesday. I'm Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up show. As always, guys, very, very, very excited for you to be joining me once again on a game day edition of the Spurs Up show. Very excited as the Gamecocks host the Georgia Bulldogs. A little bit of a rematch from a few weeks ago where South Carolina was able to take down Georgia pretty handily in Athens. Georgia now comes to South Carolina. This is the first midweek basketball game, midweek home basketball game, I should say, in quite a while. You take a look at the schedule. I don't. I think it's been literally like a month. So very excited to get the CLA in midweek. Before we get into everything, really quickly, uh, quick housekeeping items. First off, if you have not done so, click the pause button right now. Go rate the show. Leave five stars. Leave your thoughts. Leave your feedback. Guys, it helps boost up the podcast. And honestly, if you could just do me that favor, leave five stars for the show. If you have any feedback as well, things you like, things you don't like, things you want to see more of, let me know. That's a great place to do it. So, again, click the pause button. Doesn't matter if you're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever. Go rate the show. Go leave a review. And preferably, please go leave five stars. I would appreciate that. Also, if you're listening and you're not subscribed, guys, I don't know what you're doing at that point. Click the pause button. Hit the subscribe button. You're going to get the daily notifications of the daily podcast, which drops Monday through Friday. You're going to get notified when the new show drops. You obviously don't want to miss it, so be sure you are subscribed, and that's on every platform which you are listening to. Be sure to be subscribed to the show. Also, this weekend, I'm going to keep reminding you guys, like I said, the Spurs Up Show watch party Saturday night, Cotton Gin, doors open at 8 o'clock. Tip off at 8.30. We're going to watch the Gamecocks take on Alabama in what's going to be – listen, guys, they're all important games at this point. These are all must-win games, blah, 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 blah. We all know that. We all know what South Carolina basketball is fighting for. Let's cheer on the boys. It's going to be a fun night at Cotton Gin. I'm so excited to get out there to get rowdy, have a good time. Hopefully we're celebrating South Carolina baseball clinching the series against Clemson. What a fun time that would be, right? What a fun time that would be to be celebrating that as well. But Saturday night, February the 29th at Cotton Gin and Five Points. Doors open at 8, tip-offs at 8.30. If you're in the Columbia area, if you're going to the Carolina Clemson baseball game, all are welcome. All are welcome to this. Let's slug some beers together. Let's have a good time. Let's have a good night. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, again, that's Saturday, February 29th at Cotton Gin and Five Points. Doors open at 8, tip-offs at 8.30. Let's go beat Alabama and let's have a fun night in the process. Uh, all right, like I said, this is a game day edition of the Spurs Up Show. South Carolina taking on the Georgia Bulldogs. To hell with Georgia. Like we said last time when South Carolina beat Georgia and Athens, it's always so much fun to beat these guys. It does not matter what sport. It does not matter the venue. Nothing. It's always fun when you're taking on Georgia and the Gamecocks. Host the Bulldogs 6.30 tip at Colonial Life Arena on SEC Network. You take a look at Georgia. You know, still very similar to the team South Carolina saw in Athens a few weeks ago. Bulldogs are 14 and 13 overall, 4 and 10 in the SEC. Um, They're shooting 45% from the field, 30% from three, pretty much similar to what we saw last time and giving up 45% from the field, 32% from three. Still kind of the same story with this team. They can score, they struggle on the defensive end. Um, So South Carolina obviously will be looking to take advantage. You know, take a look at Georgia schedule-wise, since they played South Carolina, since they got blown out by 16 points against the Gamecocks. Uh, lost to Texas A&M that weekend, but the Georgia Bulldogs actually on a little bit of a streak here. Um, dogs are back-to-back wins, two wins in a row, beat Auburn in Athens, which was one of the big upsets last week that happened. Um, so, obviously, a really big win. They won that game by 10 points as well at Stegman Coliseum. And then beat Vanderbilt over the weekend, which we know Vandy's not a good team. Won that game by two. But in Memorial Gymnasium, Nashville, 
a good win for the dogs. The dogs kind of feeling themselves a little bit. Georgia feeling good. Again, half their SEC wins have literally come in the last week. Um, so if you're South Carolina, you've got to be careful. This Georgia team coming in confident, feeling good. Anthony Edwards is playing good basketball. You better be ready to go for sure. Um, all right, let's dive in the top storylines. Before we do, I want to tell you about my friends over at Ag South Farm Credit because the Spurs Up show is brought to you by Ag South Farm Credit. Guys, most lenders don't understand land financing. Ag South Farm Credit specializes in land financing and has been doing it for over 100 years. They make loans for small and large acreage, hunting property, timberland, farm and pasture land, even home mortgages and construction. They have a ton of great benefits, including long-term fixed rate financing for 20 years, down payments as low as 15%. They have competitive rates and they pay an average of 25% of the interest back every year as what they call patronage. So they're cooperatives, so they share in their profits with their member borrowers. So guys, for example, on a $300,000 loan at 6.5% for 20 years, you would get back $2,770 each year. They have an experienced lending staff that knows land and knows how to finance it. Guys, whether you're buying your first house, your dream house, you're buying a plot of land, whatever it may be, you want to make sure when you're in this, we all know it's a process, right? It can be a very stressful and strenuous process. You're spending a lot of money. Uh, you have to, I mean, listen, when you're buying a house to make the decision, on which house you want to buy, to make the decision on what lender you want to go with, what real estate agent. There's so many decisions you have to make on top of everything else. You have all these questions. You don't know what to do. Guys, Ag South Farm Credit is that lender. They're going to be there for you every single step of the way. They're going to hold your hand throughout the process. And they're going to be there for you to answer any questions that you may have. One of the questions they get asked most often is people will find a plot of land they want to buy for hunting, however big it is. What are your current interest rates, right? What am I paying in interest? That's a big question. So they get this question a lot, and it's hard to give a clear answer with so many variables. So their rates are competitive with other lenders, but rates do change daily. How long you term it out tied with your current financial situation also makes a difference. So with just a quick conversation, they can get you a ballpark quote, but guys, do keep in mind it could change based on the day and further analysis of your financials. So guys, to talk rates, if you have any other questions for them, give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, or visit their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S. Again, that's A-G-S-O-U-T-H-F-C dot com slash T-S-U-S. Ag South and Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 619-788. So again, their website, agsouthfc.com slash T-S-U-S, or give them a call, 844-AG-SOUTH, and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. All right, let's dive into this storylines. Top storylines, South Carolina taking on Georgia once again, baby. Let's go. Nothing better than beating the dogs, and I think South Carolina's got a great chance to do it again. The top storyline in this one, guys, you know, I've talked a lot about how I don't make the proclamation that, oh, you know, this is a must-win game. Because, like I said, the last month or so, they've all been must-win games. That is the – that's a waste of breath, I feel like, if I'm on this podcast trying to explain to you, here are the three reasons why this is a, a must-win game. Like, we all get it. They're all must-win games. This game, to me, though, you know, coming off of that rough week last week where you had to go to Mississippi State, LSU at home, tough week. Tough. I don't think anybody's shocked that we went 0-2. And, and when you, let's say two weeks ago, looked at the schedule, you said, okay, those are the two that you can lose, right? I mean, if you're going to lose two games, those are the two. So to me, this Georgia game, and you've already beaten this team by 16 once. This isn't a must-win game. This is a can't-lose game. And I know you're like, Chris, how does that make any sense? That's like the same thing. Hear me out on this. It's a can't-lose game in the sense of for the morale for the rest of this season, for this team's psyche. 
You need something good to happen, right? You need to get back to winning ways. You need to get to feeling good again. Like Frank Martin said, the one thing that can kill your season right now and what you have to avoid is the losing streak, right? The, the streak, the losing streak. South Carolina cannot afford to get a losing streak. Obviously, they can't even afford to lose one more game, in my opinion. If you're, the goal is the NCAA tournament. That's the goal, right? We've established that. That is the goal for this team right now. You still want to try to make the tournament. It's a can't-lose game. Again, it's kind of the same thing, but to me it just more so implies, like, there's no excuse for this one. You know, uh, you could say any game is a must-win game, even if you're an underdog or whatever. You just can't lose this one. You absolutely – you've already beaten Georgia by 16 at their place. I know they have Anthony Edwards. I know if they get hot, they shoot the ball well. But on your home floor, coming off of last week with what's at stake, you cannot lose this game. That's one thing, honestly, that makes me a little nervous. <laughs> That's one thing that makes me a little nervous because I think the Gamecocks are most likely to be favored. And we all know as South Carolina fans that when things should be the easiest, that is most of the time when they're the most difficult, let's be honest. But to me, this is an absolute can't-lose game. You, you must lock in. You must lock in if you're this South Carolina team, and you must find a way to win this basketball game. My second storyline in this one, I mean, it's got to be perimeter defense, guys. I mean, listen, you did a great job the last time you played Georgia. You did a fantastic job the last time you played Georgia. Georgia shot three of 24 from three-point range. Phenomenal. I mean, you did a great job defensively. Now, granted, LSU is a much, much better team and a different animal than the Georgia Bulldogs. But you struggled. You struggled really your last two times out. You've struggled guarding the perimeter. You really have. Georgia is a team that can get hot on you. You let Anthony Edwards get rolling. You let some of those other guards, Severe Wheeler, let him get rolling. They can get hot on you. You can't allow it to happen. Those, and those threes become back-breaking threes. Even when you're putting together good possessions, good drives, whatever, you get on the floor, you get a two, what do you get? You get a, a hard-earned two in a possession. Let them turn right around drain a three in your face. It's, it's a, it's a soul-crushing thing. you got to play better perimeter defense. I want to see this team as a whole, not even just on the perimeter, but I want to see this team come out with a chip on its shoulder and play better defense. I mean, you've been gutted two straight games. You really have. You've been gutted on the defensive side. And I don't think it's from a lack of effort or anything. You've played some good teams. But I want to see more physicality, more of an edge. Again, this is a team you've locked down before. I want to see that defense come back out for this game. And I think it's going to be a big storyline this one. You've got to play good defense. Um, another big storyline. You know, like I talked about Anthony Edwards in the last time South kind of played him. You know, it's crazy. As much as they locked him down, which they did. He only went 4 of 13 from the field, 0 of 7 from three-point range the last time South kind of played him. He was 8 of 8 from the free throw line, so he finished with 16 points. But, again, which is, I think, the 16. It's a little misleading. Eight of them from the free throw line. 0 for 7 from three. South kind of locked him down last time. I remember I was so excited to watch Anthony Edwards play because I had heard so much about Anthony Edwards about, you know, he's the number one pick in the draft and like this. And I'm not saying he's not a talented guy and that he won't be the number one pick, none of that. But, God, I was underwhelmed. I mean, we made him look terrible. We made him look awful. A.J. Lawson locked him down. Can South Carolina do it again, though? Can they? Because, I mean, you know Georgia, Tom Crean is going to come with a game plan to get him the basketball and to get him open looks. There's just no denying that. They're going to come ready to give him open looks. You, you have to if you're Georgia. You just have to. If he doesn't go off, you don't win. 
You're not a good enough basketball team. So can South Carolina, what will the game plan, what will the, the counter game plan be from Frank Martin and his squad, his coaching staff, and from South Carolina? And can they lock down Anthony Edwards yet again? Because I think if they can, I think if they can, you're almost guaranteeing yourself a victory. If you can lock down Anthony Edwards like you did last time, you're almost guaranteeing a win. Um, and that kind of leads me to my final storyline. Hey, guys, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You beat Georgia by 16 last time. I just wonder how much, if all, the, the, the game plan will really change. I mean, you beat them by 16 at their place. <laughs> hey, check, 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 check. Whatever you did, go right back down the list. I know you have to adjust. Again, Georgia will adjust. You know, these teams aren't exactly the same as when they played two weeks ago, but – you know, you got to feel like that if you can take care of your own business and kind of go off what you did last time, you're going to have a good shot to beat these guys again. You're going to have a pretty good shot. So I think the game plan will be very similar, aggressive lockdown defense um, and get hot from the outside. I think that's going to be the game plan we see from the Gamecocks. When you take a look at the Georgia players to watch for, again, it's the same three guys. It's the same three guys we talked about last time, guys. And I think I said this the last time South going to play Georgia. They don't have a lot of depth. So that's why I'm mentioning these dudes. You start with Anthony Edwards. Obviously, the standout freshman, projected number one pick in the NBA draft. He's sitting right now 18.9 points per game, leads their team in that category. 6'5", 225 freshman. Again, we all know about Anthony Edwards. He is a stud. He is a guy who has a ton of talent. I already talked about it, though. Can they lock him down? That's going to be a huge storyline in this game. Another guy to look at, Rayshon Hammond, 6'9", 235. Junior, 12.2 points per game, 7.1 rebounds per game. He leads their team in rebounds per game. That last contest held to just five points and three rebounds. So you'd like to do that again as well. Mike Coates, I remember last time, had a very, very good game defensively against Rayshon Hammonds. You'd like to see him do that again. Severe Wheeler, 5'10", 180 freshman, another guy, 8.8 points per game, a 32% three-point shooter. So like I said, a guy that can get hot, but South Carolina held him. 0 of 2 from three-point last time. Only four points in the game and three rebounds. Did not do a whole lot. The other guy to watch, Jordan Harris, in just 19 minutes had 10 points against you last time. He's not. He's, he's kind of an inconsistent contributor for them, though. Um, Tyree Crump also had eight against you last time. Donnell Gresham Jr. had eight. Ty Fagan had six. But it really starts with Anthony Edwards. I mean, you just go back. It, it starts. If you can lock him down, it's going to throw them. It, it, it's going to throw them off offensively. It just is. It's going to be very hard for them to do anything offensively, anything significant at least. So, again, just a couple of guys to watch for for the Georgia Bulldogs, very similar to last time. You look at the keys to the game. I'll start with the first thing. you got to win the perimeter. you got to get back to winning the perimeter, at least holding your own. I, I say you got to win it, though. Again, last week was a tough week. Mississippi State, LSU, those are two of the better teams in the SEC, especially LSU with the athletes they have, the shooters they have. You, I'm not going to say you get a breather, but the competition comes back down to earth a little bit when you take on Georgia. You got to reestablish, win the perimeter, set that precedent. We're going to win the outside. Just from the jump, we're going to win the outside. You're not going to take advantage of us out there. Again, Georgia shot three of 24 from the three-point line the last time you played them. Hey, let's try for over 24. I mean, that should really be the mindset. Let's try to shut them out. Screw it. Let's do it. So, win the perimeter. My second key to the game, talked about it earlier, lock down Anthony Edwards. You lock down Anthony Edwards, we win this game. No question. South Carolina locks him down, we win this game. And again, much easier said than done. Anthony Edwards is a very talented dude. But if I'm South Carolina, 
I'm putting A.J. Lawson right back on him. <laughs> I mean, I'm letting A.J. Lawson do exactly what he did last time. Make him a non-factor. Because, again, if you can do that, I mean, you're going to be able to come out and I think establish an early lead and sort of do what you did last time and probably not to the extent. I mean, there was a point where I didn't think Georgia was going to score again. I thought we might win by 40. But you're going to be able to get ahead, stay ahead, and just, and just make it so tough on the dogs to come back. I mean, you're going to make it so hard on them to come back if you can lock him down early especially. And my final key to the game, you know, this time of year, guys, from people like me, from people, you know, with NCAA.com, with just media, with, you know, uh, ESPN guys, whatever, there's a lot of noise right now. There's a lot of chatter about uh, what, what's this team, here's the bracketology, last four in, last four out, you know, they're in, they're out, whatever, like guys making these projections, these claims, and well, this team's got to do this, and if this team does this, and this happens, that happens. Block out the noise. In a game like this, you're going to be favored. You've already beaten this team handily. You're the better team. The thing that I think could throw this South Carolina basketball team off is if it starts thinking about the outside noise just too much. And, I, you know, with Frank Martin, I don't think that'll happen. I don't question at all that Frank Martin's going to have this team ready to play, focused on the goal at hand. All that good stuff. I don't, I don't think there will be any issue in that regard. But these are still 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids that let that type of stuff get in their head. Block out the noise. Focus on the task at hand. Focus on playing your best basketball tonight at Colonial Life Arena. Let the rest take care of itself. And I'd say you probably, you're treating the whole season that way. Win every single day. And, again, this is kind of coach speak. I'm not going to lie. This is kind of coach speak. But win every single day. Bring the intensity. Bring the edge. Just control what you can control. Let everybody else talk. Let me talk. Let me say things on my podcast. Let, let, let Joe Lenardi say stuff about his bracket. Let whoever else say whatever they want. Focus on the task at hand. Block out the noise. Focus on playing your best basketball. And if you do that, if, if this team does that, it's going to turn out really well tonight. Uh, no question in my mind. When you take a look at this game, um, given my prediction overall for the game, listen, you already beat these guys by 16 the last time. You put on a great performance. I mentioned earlier, though, as South Carolina fans, when things are supposed to be easy, that seems like when they are, are their toughest. So I think South Carolina does get the win. Don't get me wrong. I, I got the game guys getting the win. But I think it'll be closer throughout the game than we would all like. Um, I just think – I don't know. I have a weird feeling about this one. It's going to be one of those where – you know, some fans are going to be disgruntled at some point in the game because we're not winning by enough or because it's such a back-and-forth game or whatever. Again, I got the game cost getting the win. My final score is 77-70 to 70 South Carolina. But I think it'll be much more of a back-and-forth game than the last time these two teams played. I don't think it'll be a massive blowout like last time. I don't know. Again, we may do it. I just have this weird feeling in my gut that this one will be weirdly close, even maybe though it shouldn't be. Um, but again, I do have South Carolina at home getting the win 77 to 70 is my final score. I think the Gamecocks do get back to winning ways. I think they do get back on track and you know, this team knows what it has to do. Listen, you got to win your last four. No question. Like I said, you want to block out the noise, take it a game at a time, but the, the I mean, you, you need to be playing like, 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 like wild animals right now. I mean, you have to win. You just have to win. Like I said, you can't lose. It's a can't lose game. So get back to winning ways, take care of business on your home floor, especially 
I think South Carolina does that 77 to 70. I got the game cost getting the win. Um, all right, let's talk a little South Carolina baseball um, before we go. Wrapping up the midweek here, Tuesday night at Founders Park, South Carolina beating North Florida six to five. You know, I broke this down a little bit, obviously, on social media in my post game report, but I do just want to expand on it a little bit because um, this game was really interesting. And obviously, it's the last game before we go into this weekend and kind of get, we get, we're obviously inching closer and closer and closer to South Carolina Clemson, uh, the rivalry series this weekend. There were some things that I saw that were very encouraging. Obviously, the South Carolina team coming in this game Tuesday night needed a win. I mean, you're coming off a series loss to Northwestern. You absolutely needed a win to feel good about yourself, to get some momentum. Um, and it's so fun. I mean, again, not calling out any fans, but it's just so funny looking on social media. You know, I was overall pretty happy with the game Tuesday night. Um, you know, pretty, pretty – Pretty happy overall outside of that second inning, which wasn't just a nightmare. I mean, four walks in the inning. Um, it's crazy. Andy Peters, who I really still like. I think he's a really good pitcher. I think he's going to be a good pitcher for South Carolina. He strikes out the side in the first. You get the one run in the bottom of the first from Noah Myers' leadoff triple and then, uh, and then uh, manufacturing the run, Jeff Heinrich getting him in. But you turn around, Andy Peters, after striking out the side in the first, just completely loses it. And you're asking yourself, how does that happen? This is a guy coming back from an arm injury, and these guys can be very, very inconsistent. I think that's what you saw. John Gilreath coming in, he's got to throw more strikes. Bottom line, you're a junior. This should not be an issue. you got to fill up the zone, period, point blank. But outside of that second inning, which you got sloppy in the field, you got sloppy on the mound as far as walks are concerned, that was a pretty good win overall. I mean, you gave up one run in the fifth outside of that, and that's it. Um, six to five, you get the win. Six runs, 12 hits. You know, I will take that any day of the week. You manufactured runs. I thought the approaches were much better. You had some bombs as well mixed in. George Khalil with a big one. Uh, Bryant Bowen with a big one for you. So, overall, a solid win. You know, you, you cannot take these midweek wins for granted, guys. Look at the scores across college baseball last night. Hell, Clemson lost to East Tennessee State, 5-3. to three. Mississippi State lost to Texas State. So, hey, you know, I had some people asking, oh, I'm, I still think this team's terrible. I'm like, hey, would you rather have lost 6-5? to five? I mean, in the midweek when you're throwing so many different arms and you're playing with different lineups and wins a win. I mean, you, you always want to feel like you should get the win. I know how fans think in the sense of, Oh, my God, it's North Florida. How do we not have more talent? Baseball is a funny game. It's a fickle game. So, you take these wins. You run with them 6-5. Who gives a damn? And I think it's a big win, too, because you had those close losses over the weekend. To get a one-run win, to be on the right side of that, you know, is something that could give this team some confidence as you go into the Clemson weekend. Um, Overall, like I said, with the pitching, I I think Andy Peters is a guy that's going to continue to develop – I think he'll be fine. Again, it was very weird to see him strike out the side and then come out in the second and literally just lose it all of a sudden. But again, when guys, if you don't, if you're not familiar with this, when guys come off of Tommy John surgery, when they come off of arm injuries, one of the biggest traits, you'll notice this with a lot of guys, Graham Lawson's kind of battling it right now. He went through the same thing. Inconsistency, getting that feel back, finding that release, that consistent release point. That's something Peters, I think, you, you saw that. That's what he's working through. I mean, that, that's the only real explanation I have for it, for what you saw. 
Um, because again, he strikes out the side, comes in the second, can't even get an out. Cannot even get an out. <laughs> so um I think he'll be fine though. John Gilry, two innings pitch, had two walks, you know, only gave up a run, wasn't even earned. I'd like to see more out of him, though. I'd like to see more strikes from John Gilry. I think he's a guy certainly can help you. It's going to help you. He needs to help you. You need those lefties to do it. He needs to be one of your big lefties. When he throws strikes, when John Gilry throws strikes, his changeup is one of the better pitches on South Carolina's pitching staff. It's a great pitch. Plus, it is a plus changeup. But you got to get ahead in the count in counts that calls for the changeup. Can't throw a change. I mean, you you can throw you can throw a changeup two zero, but it's it's just that changeup works so much better when you're ahead. Works so much better, so much better. So I want to see more from him. I thought Parker Coyne was okay inning in a third, two hits, a run, one earned. I had one walk in the night. Uh, you know, again, like to see you cut down the walk, uh, cut the walk out. I mean, but. I think Parker's a guy that's going to help you again. He's a really good midweek arm. Could come in on the weekends as well and help you out. But stuff looked good from Parker. The two guys, though, that really stood out, and I said this in the post game on social media, the great thing about the midweek, the opportunity that it provides is for guys to come in and show, hey, I deserve more playing time. I deserve more innings. I deserve more ABs, whatever. Just deserve more playing time in general. I mean, two guys that showed that tonight, and you say – probably the MVPs of the game, I'd say co-MVP, Julian Bosnick and TJ Shook. Julian Bosnick, the lefty, two and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up no hits, had one walk, but had no hits, two strikeouts, was phenomenal. You know, a guy that's not going to overpower you, doesn't do much that's fancy, but he filled the zone, he mixed speeds, he kept guys off balance, the breaking ball is really good, the fastball's got movement on it. That's all you got to do. He's a guy that makes pitching look pretty simple. <laughs> Kept it simple. And then TJ Shook. I mean, my goodness. Two innings pitch, five strikeouts. I mean, this dude literally was the definition of unhittable. He was unhittable last night. Crazy. TJ Shook definitely got. So Bosnick and Shook both are guys to me that need to see more innings. I was extremely impressed with their performance. As far as at the plate, like I said earlier. Six runs on 12 hits. You only struck out four times. I'll tell you this, guys. I didn't say this in the postgame. In my opinion, you found your leadoff hitter. Noah Myers should be your leadoff hitter every single game. Every single game. Starts off the game for you, a little six, seven pitch at bat, laces a triple in the gap. That's what a leadoff hitter does. That is what a leadoff hitter does. I loved it. I loved it, guys. Absolutely loved it. Love Noah Myers in that role. Jeff Heinrich breaking through. Hey, after the triple, gets the run in. Little little. I, I saw a team manufacturing runs. I saw a better approach. Again, only four strikeouts. Taking what the pitching gave it. And kind of, you know, hey, give some credit to North Florida. Coming in this game, I kind of expected it to be a dogfight because, guys, the baseball in Florida is really good. I mean, their starter, you know, most of their guys were throwing 89, 90, 91. Like, the stuff was good. This was not PC. The stuff was good. The stuff was good from these guys. So, Jeff Heinrich doing a job. Two RBIs, the late RBI in the game. Jeff Heinrich, a guy who has been snake bitten more than anybody I've ever seen, running to so much bad luck. He has been tattooing the baseball right at people. But he has a good night, does a job. Bryant Bowen with the homer, two for four. Um, Wes Clark had a ribby. 
Andrew Eister, lo- I'm loving his approach right now. His two hits were both base hits, ground ball, uh, basically line drives, but ground balls up the middle, staying the middle of the field. Talked about that with Bobby Haney on Tuesday's show. Staying up the middle. Thing of beauty from Andrew Eister. The one thing I'll say, Brady Allen, one for three, but guess what his hit was? It was a swinging bunt. Guys, I, I know those guys don't listen to the show. That's completely fine. Why do we not try to bunt more? I know that South Carolina fans, your ears bleed when you hear that because of the Chad Holbert days. But, guys, why not? You have speed. His one hit was a swinging bunt that he beat out. Brady, it's a free 100 points on your average, my friend, just every now and then. I'm not saying every at bat, but just try it. So, I'm off the soapbox. George Khalil, the big homer. Um, I thought Braylon Wimmer did some nice things. Hey, when everybody in your lineup, your starting nine has a hit, it's like I said after Saturday. It's a good night at the office. Colin Burgess, I want to give him a quick shout-out, by the way. Did a job in the game. Got the bunt sign, got the bunt down. Love to see that. But overall, good night offensively. Again, 12 runs, six hits, only four Ks. I like the approach that I saw. Mark Kingston said in the postgame, by the way, that second inning, he had a talk with him which I imagine was very intense. Um, he said that he sort of tried to loosen him up and kick him in the butt. I would assume it's more kicking him in the butt, to be honest with you. But they responded well. And, again, you get that win in the midweek. You get off the schneid. You, you get – you know, that taste that Northwestern left in your mouth isn't necessarily completely gone, but you at least have something to feel positive about now as you go into this Clemson weekend. And we'll learn a lot this weekend, obviously. We'll learn a lot about this team this weekend. Clemson, obviously, losing to East Tennessee State on Tuesday night, 5-3. to three. So, going to break down that series, obviously, in its entirety on tomorrow's show, which I'm extremely excited about, guys. You know me. I, I love South Carolina baseball, and I love this rivalry. This rivalry is the best in college baseball. I can't wait to break it down. But overall, um, a solid one with the game cracks. I do want to touch on defense really, really quickly against North Florida. You had three errors, but one of them, Wes Clark, gets the bag late. I don't think that was a throwing error on George Khalil, in my opinion. The other one, they gave to George Khalil a really tough backhand play. I, I thought they were going to give North Florida a hit. I thought it should have been a hit. Um, so, and then a bad throw by Heinrich. Again, which these things are not characteristic of this team. They're not characteristic of this infield. This infield will be fine. We will be fine defensively. There were some nice plays made after that second inning. There really were. By George, by Jeff, by Braylon. Some nice plays made. So we'll be fine defensively. But overall, a win is a win is a win in the midweek. You get the win 6-5 from North Florida. Now you can sort of flip the switch, and we can all look towards the weekend, which is South Carolina Clemson. It's going to be a ton of fun, guys. I cannot wait for it. Going to break down that series in its entirety on tomorrow's show. So be sure to tune in that. Really looking forward to it. Um, that's going to do it all before me. What am I? I can't even speak right now, guys. That's going to do it all for me today. Very excited again tonight, the game. If you're in Columbia, get to CLA. If you're not in Columbia, drive down here, get to CLA, make it a raucous, rowdy environment. Hey, anytime Georgia comes to town, let's beat that ass. Let's beat that ass anytime Georgia comes to town. Guys, if you do want to come to the game, if you need tickets, if you need tickets to the basketball game, to South Carolina Clemson, you're trying to go to the games this weekend, any women's basketball, concerts, comedy club events, professional sporting events, you name it, go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, like I mentioned, 
they have tickets to literally anything and everything. If you don't use this promo code and you're going to these events this weekend, <clears throat> you are truly doing yourself a disservice. You really are. $23. I mean, come on. You cannot beat that. You absolutely cannot beat that. They've got a great ticket rating system, which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting as well. So guys, SeatGeek's doing all the work for you. They're going to show you exactly where you're sitting, what you're paying, what are the people next to you paying, what type of deal you're getting. Are you overpaying? Are you getting a steal? Should you, should you snag those tickets? What's your view going to be like? Everything. Everything. They do all the work for you. You're not going to have to scalp anymore. You're not going to get ripped off. You're not going to overpay. None of that. You're just going to be able to go on there, get the tickets to the events you want, know you're paying the best price, and enjoy yourself. And you're going to save money in the process. Like I said, guys, they're going to give you that peace of mind when you click the buy button. They make it so simple and so easy for you. So, again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Be sure to go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-U-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. As always, guys, I'm Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in to Hell with Georgia. Appreciate it, and we will talk to you all tomorrow.